Welcome to Nice City, the podcast series celebrating the very best of well-being, diversity and charity in the world of asset management and finance. I'm Ollie Smith and I'm magazine editor of CityWire's New Model Advisor magazine, the UK's premier trade title for regulated financial advisors. My co-host for this series is Amelia Garland, my brilliant colleague and friend in our New York office. Thanks so much, Ollie, and hello to everyone listening in. As Ollie said, I am Amelia, and I head up the audience development and studios for CityWire's US and LATAM business. It's my job to build relationships with registered investment advisors in the US and fund selectors at large institutions across the world. So Amelia and I are both passionate about all the topics I've just mentioned, but we're particularly animated by the mission of making mental health a mainstream topic of discussion in the workplace. So to that end, we're pleased to introduce you to this week's guest who's here to talk about financial well-being. So a bit of background. Alex Partridge is a former Olympian and rower who took home silver and bronze for Great Britain in 2008 and 2012, respectively. After becoming a sports ambassador, he entered the world of consultancy before joining Invesco Perpetual in 2014. He's now well-being ambassador and partnership director for Wagestream, a UK-based startup aiming to change people's relationship with their salaries. One of our missions, Alex, on this show is to practice what we preach about transparency. And um, you very kindly agreed to share your story of the highs and lows of Olympic life and what happened to you after you left rowing. So I was wondering if you could kick us off with that. Amelia, I'm sure we'll jump in with some questions afterwards. Yeah, absolutely, Ollie. You know, um, I think I think there is a, a recognition uh, of the importance of people to understand about uh, about mental health, and I'm I'm very very passionate about uh, mental health and well being um, as a result of my own experience uh, in life, and and I think um, uh, you know I think many people face these challenges and 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 and, and don't talk about it, and, and it can can become a much uh, more difficult situation. So, you know, very very quickly, um, I was a, a a professional athlete in the British rowing team for. Uh, nearly 14 years. <clears throat> I did uh, three Olympic cycles um, uh, and ended up winning a couple of medals at the Olympic Games in, in Beijing and uh, also in London. Um, and, uh, and that was fantastic. Um, you know, living the life as an athlete is very focused. Uh, the, 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 it's a very simple life in terms of you, you have a purpose every day. When you wake up, you know what that purpose is as you're trying to win an Olympic gold medal. Um, and, and when you leave, you know, you're very self-aware in terms of your, in, in terms of who you need to be, what you need to do on a daily basis to basically achieve that goal. And so it, it is a great life because it's a purpose, purpose led life. It's a purpose filled, fulfilled life. Um, but one of the dangers that happens in there is that actually, especially if you do it for a long time, um, your identity becomes so trapped in, in you as an athlete, uh, as a sportsman, and you don't really understand what your, your values or are very self-aware of who you are um, outside of that environment. And I think this is the, the, the cliche story is that, you know, um, and, I, and I fell into this trap as I, I, I finished rowing in, in London uh, in 2012, and that was a great experience. And then I went into the professional uh, world. I, I worked in the professional services and then for the, uh, you know, in, in the fund management sales side of things. Um, but the reality is, is, you know, I thought I was very self-aware of who I was, but I, I, I wasn't. And, uh, and, I, and I really, really struggled for, for about four years um, uh, and probably had been struggling through my sports career because there was lots of questions and lots of things that I, I didn't really understand about myself. And, um, and as a result of that, I had a, a, com a kind of a complete breakdown in, in you know, 2016, uh, early 2017. Um, 
and uh, and it was it was catastrophic. You know, I um, it was catastrophic for 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 my family, um, and you know, it 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 was some very very dark days. Um, but I was very very lucky that I had support of great uh, friends and family, um, and and was able to come out of that stronger. And and when I say stronger, is that I spent a lot of time in that period trying to understand who I was, what were my values, you know, what would I really value in life, you know, what was it about sport that I loved so much, and when I understood that, um, that made, made enabled me to be able to go on a journey to kind of fulfill fulfill what those those were, trying to live that purpose a little bit better. And and for me, ultimately, it's about I'm very passionate about well being. Um, and, and why am I passionate about well-being? Because one, I don't want people to have to go through the, the same challenge that I went through all those years ago, and also the same pain that a lot of people had to go through around me. Um, but also, ultimately, what I loved about sport was I loved helping my fellow crewmates. I loved helping people. Um, and, and, and if I can do that, um, uh, then, you know, then I'm, I'm, I'm fulfilled and I, I can really do that well and I can put everything into it. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that story and, um, and your vulnerability and, and transparency going and leaving sport and finding a new career. Um, it's, it's, a very, it's a very brave mission. So we mentioned a bit about what you do now at WageStream as Wellbeing Ambassador and Partnership Director. Um, could you tell us a bit about how you ended up there and uh, what, what is WageStream and why it matters to employees' mental health? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I started doing uh, various things around well-being, more on the voluntary side, uh, mentoring, etc. Um, uh, various bits of people tech, um, and then um, as a result of the work that I was doing in that, I was introduced to the uh, one of the founders of Wagestream, a guy, called, uh, our CEO, Peter Briffitt, and he kind of explained to me what Wagestream was doing in the. Uh, the financial well-being uh, side of things. And so, you know, I'm very passionate about the whole well-being agenda. So physical, social, mental, you know, environmental. Um, and then another key component of that is, is financial. But when you, you know, if you look at all the solutions that are in the financial well-being space, um, they're actually the best bits of, of, of the financial solutions are available to a very small proportion of, of, of any population um, that's fortunate enough to have the wealth to engage in the longer term solutions like pensions, um, you know, savings vehicles, etc. Um, whereas the reality is a lot of people just struggle with the day to day. And what WageStream is, is it's a social, uh, fin uh, social enterprise fintech um, that is designed, it's an app-based uh, fintech designed to empower financial autonomy in people's lives. And the way that we do that is we effectively help make people make a friend of money for people by um, helping them to engage uh, better in the <coughs> oh sorry better in the day-to-day -day finances um, and and uh, and crucially we allow people to access their earnings as they as they need as they earn them and as they need them. So what the, what the reason that this is important is because. Um, there's nearly 34 million people in the UK that don't have 250 pounds in savings, right? So you can imagine in today's environment where, um, so you're effectively living month to month where you're going to have huge redundancies, um, uh, massive unemployment, you know, uh, dual income households going down to single income house, uh, single incomes. There's going to be all sorts of financial, uh, financial, um, 
stress in that environment. And the only alternative for a lot of people in that situation, if they don't have a buffer or 250 pounds in savings, is to have to borrow. And it's to have to go down that, uh, you know, to a, to into your overdraft, have to use a credit card or, or you know, worse, payday loan or even loan shark. And then you enter into this cycle of debt that just becomes more and more expensive. Where, and, and all effectively you're trying to do when you borrow is effectively you're trying to solve a cash flow problem in, in your life. And so what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to do, uh, allow people to solve that cash flow problem by allowing them to access their earnings as they earn them. And then what we do is all, all around that, we then we help people track their earnings as they're earning them in real time. So whether that's hour by hour, minute by minute, day by day. So we're, we're really um, improving that relationship with your income. Through open banking, we can then connect and, and understand what your outgoings are. We can show you that picture in real time. So really changing the relationship with money. And then we then have really um, inclusive, accessible, interactive financial education within the app. And then we then make savings really accessible. Um, so that's really what's at the core of, 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 of WageStream. And, and for us, you know, it's all about trying to help society. So we are, we're, we're a charity backed um, uh, social enterprise. You know, our, our original investors were uh, Fair by Design, which are backed by Barrow Capital Trust and Joseph Browntree Present, uh, Foundation. And, and uh, you know, for, for us, we have to report on the number of lives that we're helping uh, to improve uh, on the property premium. So that's what we do. Um, and, and the way it works is for us, it's about, it's about trying to provide fair financial services for all. And, and, the, and the crucial bit is that we have, we can, we, we contract with employers. I, I'm going to ramble on. Um, and by contra contracting with employers, we can make this 100% available to the entire employee population, regardless of their financial circumstance. And that's really the crucial bit is that people who are financially stressed, they're often going to have really uh, poor credit ratings, which means that any access to any help is going to be very cost um, prohibitive. Um, but by contact, contracting with the employer, we take the credit risk at the employer level, can the employer pay this employee for the day's work that they've done? Yes, in which case it can be accessible to everyone. Can I just ask a jump in here with a question about, you know, um, the being the intermediary, because I guess coming at uh, WageStream from the position of someone who knows very little about kind of wage streaming services, um, surely this means that there must be some kind of big uh, pot of middle in the money, uh, sorry, pottle of pot of money in the middle uh, that um, kind of people can take from and that employers pay in. Is that how it works or is it actually a bit more complicated than that? So it's a little bit more complicated than that, but at a really basic level, um, we, we have a, a credit facility that, uh, that, that you know, uh, because of the way that our business model works, we, the, the risk for us is very low because we're contracting and we're, creating, we're taking uh, credit risk at the, at, the, um, at the corporate level, at the employer's level. Mm. Um, so the cost of finance, financing for us is, is low. And effectively what we do is we, we, we put up front the, uh, the cash flow for the payroll of that, in, that um, employer's entire workforce for that month. And so effectively we're, we're allowing the employees to see their earnings as, as they earn them in real time. We're never advancing, you, you, you're never accessing more than any work that you've done in a, in, in a month. So if you've done one day's worth of work within the app, you can see one day's worth of pay. If you've done 10 days worth of work, you can see 10 days worth of pay. And the reality is, is that 
the way we see it is that employees, because they see their money in this really interactive, you know, um, app that, uh, that, that, you know, in the palm of their hands, they're logging in nearly 20, 21 times a month just to see what they're earning on a day by day basis in the track functionality of, of the of the tool. It's their money. And because it's their money, they don't treat it like they treat other forms of credit, which means they they use it when they need it. And they and and um, so because we're not extending people more money than they're earning, <clears throat> it means that, that that they have a much more a, a, a very different relationship with what we call earned wage access, rather than what you see when people have to go down the road of you know using credit cards or 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 you know any other form of credit. Mm, okay, Amelia. Yes, I was going to ask to a follow up question on uh, the financial education piece. Um, how many of your users use that service and um, what, what, what does it offer? And do you teach about how to save and invest in their future? And do you think there is a gap in the UK when it comes to financial education, financial advice? Yeah, I, I so so one, it's it's. Uh, um, interactive financial education in the palm of someone's hand. And I think that, that the crucial piece there for us is, you know, financial education, if the reality is, is that a lot of people wouldn't have uh, problems with money if financial education was a was a something that we were taught at school. But the reality is, is that, you know, we go to school, we do maths, physics, uh, English, history, whatever it, whatever it is, we finish at school, we go to university, um, and then then you're off into the world and you're expected to be able to manage your household finances when, you know, the reality is most people never learn how to do that. And so you learn by mistake and error. Um, and, and, and it's often in those early days that you enter into that, that cycle of debt, um, which then you then have to carry with you for a long time. So for us, it's about making financial uh, um, education accessible. Um, so through, through the app, it means that people can use it all the time um, and also really interactive and inclusive. So it's about, and this is the bit that we're focusing kind of the most investment and development on because um, when you say how many people use it, uh, you know, people are logging in all the time. And one of the biggest, you know, one of the, the, the articles that's accessed the most is simply how to understand your payslip. So we're going down to that basic functionality of, of financial education. And the alternatives out there, you know, they're not they're not bad, but they're often seminar based. You know, they're they're targeted at a, at a higher income demographic than people who actually just are trying to understand how can they improve their day to day. And so that's what we really look at within our financial education. We call it learn. We look at how can we help people set goals? How can we give them lightning lessons? How can we take them on a journey of what we call sort of um, improving their financial behavior? And that's how we look at financial education. Interesting. Um, you know, when um, we spoke uh, in the kind of briefing call a couple of weeks ago, um, you mentioned about, you know, different markets and stuff. And um, I was keen to hear all about, you know, your plans to expand. And, and it's obviously very relevant that Amelia is with us because the US has a sort of slightly different relationship with, with pay. Um, Amelia gets paid twice a month, uh, whereas we have sort of monthly salaries. So, um, you know, what do you know about the US? And, you know, do you have expansion plans there? And, you know, what do you see as a kind of market capacity for the embracing of, of streaming services in that in that way? Yeah, so, um, um, well, in the States, they call it, uh, they call it flexible earned wage access. Uh, we just, we just call it earned wage access. 
um, and this is not something new. Um, so, you know, the, the 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 problem that we're trying to solve, you know, the, the 34 million people in the UK who don't have 250 pounds in savings is the same as the problem in the US. You know, 54% of US workers say money challenges cause them the most stress. You know, 38% of households in the US don't have $1,000 saved for unexpected expenses. Um, there's, you know, nearly 466 billion of US credit card debt. So, you know, it's the same challenge. Um, we are live in the US, so we partner with um, a, 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 a company called OneSource Virtual, who, who uh, manage nearly 1% of the payroll of the US, um, all, all, all US employers. And that um, the solution that we, 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 we basically power, Wage Green Powers, is called MyFlexPay. Um, and that's going really, really well. Uh, it's, it's something that we we launched um, in 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 March, and uh, and it's been growing over there. Um, and there are other competitors out there. Um, there's you know companies like PayActive, uh, Daily Pay, etc. Um, but for us, you know, we 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 just want to try and be able to improve people's lives, the financial well-being of people's lives, like wherever we can. So we're also live in Australia, we're live in in Europe, um, and, and we're you know we're really growing. Uh, wherever we can uh, to improve the financial well-being of people's lives. It's that simple. <laughs> um, you know, so our mission really is about providing financial services that give, that not take. You know, that we're kind of, um, if you look at, if you look at, generally look at the broad population's relationship with financial institutions, the reality is, is that it's a negative one. And the only positive relationship people have with money is their employer and their employer paying them. But an employer can't just pay people more when people become financially stressed because you know they that's not they, there isn't just an endless pot of money. So okay, so what what is what is the challenge? And the challenge is is that people's cash flow is the challenge. So in the states, you know, you've got a a, a two week uh, pay cycle, but even two weeks is still you know if you told a business I'm only going to give you access to any. Uh, of your, uh, you know, invoicing every two weeks, the business say, "What well, you're crazy," you know. They want a business wants to have cash flow all the time, and and then why should an individual be any different? This positive relationship, I find that really interesting. The between the employee and the employer, as you said, and and that's because they know they're going to get paid. And here in the states, um, when I started at Cityware, actually, we were paid monthly. They were still keeping that that model, and then it switched to every two weeks. Um, do you think that that's something that should change if, if I mean, your, your services offer the ability to have access to your salary, um, but do you think more broadly the UK should switch to the, the two weeks and do you think that creates a healthier relationship rather than getting that lump sum at the end of the month and I think statistically you spend 43% of your income um, when you get it. So does that, do you think that could change across, um, that could help the UK and in, in managing their money um, better and have a healthier relationship? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a challenging question because from a business perspective and a cash flow perspective on the payroll side, it, it's, it's one, it's expensive to run payroll, you know, uh, twice a month. Um, many businesses pay weekly, but that also has a, a significant cost and an administration uh, burden. Um, so from a, from a, a purely corporate uh, treasury perspective, it, it, it wouldn't be very beneficial for businesses. Um, but for, for, for individuals, what we see, and you've mentioned it here, is 
actually, whether you're paid uh, um, fortnightly or monthly, we've seen that people's relationship with with payday, uh, uh, particularly the monthly pay cycle, is they spend 41% of their disposable income in the first 24 hours. And, and, I, and you know, this potentially is a societal thing. You know, we're, we're, we're driven to, uh, you know, live like a billionaire for, for half an hour rather than, you know, uh, try and manage your, mon your, your, your money um, better for the long term. Um, and, and that's also because, you know, we get the most amount of money on one one day, and if you get it twice in a month, it's not really that different. Um, so if you can change people's relationship with with their money in terms of they're getting it every day and it's not as much, then I think the reaction and the 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 behavior with disposable income will be quite different. Um, so I think it's not about oh just pay people twice you know uh, uh, on a fortnightly basis. I think it's about changing people's relationship with money and 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 allowing them to access it in in real time when they need it and allow them to make the decisions. That's the benefit really. And what what Waystream can do is that we because we're a technology first business. We're not a we're not a finance first business. I mean you know uh, financial services and 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 financial welfare is our, our business. But you know we're lucky, but based um, that you know we have a great uh, co-founder in Portland Wills who's a you know technology specialist, and and we have great great engineers that we can provide solutions that really automate the whole process um, for for businesses and take away that burden and that cost. Um, of, 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 of any sort of weekly or, or, um, or fortnightly pay. I definitely feel like a billionaire on uh, the two times a month I'm paid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and look, we all, we all like, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I love, <laughs> we all like to, you know, feel that special, um, specialness, you know, on, on that payday. I remember, you know, when I, before I worked with Waystream, it was the, it was the Friday, you know, the Friday before payday. And it's like, okay, everyone, let's go out for lunch today, you know, at work. And, you know, it is, it is a nice feeling. Um, but the reality is, you know, since I worked at Waystream, I, I can access my money. Um, you know, I can, I can see what I'm earning in real time and, and I, and I can have access to it at any time. So it's not a big deal anymore. And actually, you know, I'm better with my money. I'm better with my money because I understand, I really understand in real time, okay, how much have I earned today? And when I go to the shop, because I have that really, really clear picture, um, then I don't, you know, overdo it. That, and, and, and that's just a simple behavior change. But that's just by seeing, being able to track in real time what I earn. What Gartner did a report last year. And what, what they found is, is that organizations that put in place earned wage access solutions for their employees and and like ours uh, what we see is what they do is they improve their relationship with the data uh, with with money on a day-to-day -day, which means that they then can engage in the longer-term financial well-being solutions the ones that are really important actually when we all want to retire you know and and have that time in our life where we don't have to work and so it means that there is a better engagement in the 401k there is a better engagement in your pension plan there is better engagement in savings for isas etc etc mm, okay um amelia has like quite an interesting generational question for you um we're both millennials so i'm gonna let amelia take the stage because we were debating sort of how to ask you this question but um Amelia, you go ahead and i'm very interested to hear what alex is gonna say yeah there's there's no pressure that we, we're giving you a bit of a build-up right now um but there is this huge generational tension as, as ollie said between older and younger people and the old worry that the world is changing and that young people have bad habits, particularly with money, 
while the young point out how hard it is to get ahead in an environment where so much responsibility and risk has been privatized. So Alex, you are speaking to two young, youngish people um, at the moment. So whose side are you on? Well, I always thought I was young. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I guess I'm 100% not a millennial. Um, <laughs> um, look, I, I'm not on either side, to be honest. I can see both sides of the coin. Um, uh, you know, it is incredibly challenging to get ahead in in today's society for young people. You know, the cost of housing, uh, the comp competition for the job market, you know, it is very, very tough. Um, and then there is all this uh, social media influence uh, on pressure on aspiring to very materialistic things. You know, if you look at uh that you, you know almost anywhere you look there's an influencer who's trying to get you to buy something you know i, th I think it's an incredible challenge for for young people today and I, and i and i do question i wonder whether it'll it will you know change quite soon um i think we're understanding the impacts of that uh that 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 pressure but and then i but then i also understand how you know maybe not myself but maybe you know a little bit older than me can 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 see you know hang on a second when we were you know when we were your age uh you know we we we, we didn't go out to eat all the time you know we we did put money away for for the long term um so i see both sides of the coin i think the reality is is that um it it's about using you know the best tools available to you to to improve your life you know we all not we all but a lot of people will wear a uh, a watch with a step counter on it you know because they need to do their 10,000 steps because they know that they'll make them healthier um they might you know somebody might listen to um a a meditation uh app you know like let's say headspace or calm or you know any of those you know different ones i i, I log all my exercise with strava um so i think that tools like like you know like WageStream that can you know be an app in the base of your hand to improve your to improve your financial welfare you know it, it's about embracing technology to improve your financial life so so you know, and I think that's where the younger generation can make a make a real a real a real change. So I don't sit on any side of the fence. I just say, um, embrace the challenge, <laughs> uh, and use the best tools available. I think that was a very eloquently answered, uh, a very very eloquently answered question. Um, one question that I have is just, I suppose, a bit more of a speculative one, Alex, and that's about you know ESG and that. You know your company is um is you know is very purposeful as you say and um you know that that might not be the biggest company in the world at the moment you know there are fund managers and funds out there looking for companies to invest in that they believe are going to make a positive have a positive impact you know on society and the economy so you know in your long-term plans as a business you know, are you trying to attract the attention of those kinds of investors potentially a fund manager down the line um, I mean that that's not really for me to answer. That's more for 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 our founders, uh, um, Peter Burfitt and um, and Portman Wills to, to answer. But I would say that it is great working for a social purpose enterprise. It's great working for a business that is having a, a has a purpose in helping solve a, a problem for society. I mean, if that you know is is attractive to to investors, then great. I mean, we're very very lucky that we have great investors 
behind us who supported us so far uh, with Fair by Design, Barrow Cabri Trust, Joseph Roundtree Foundation, QED, Boulderton, North Zone. So some great, uh, some great investors to, to, to work with who, and, and, and the great thing about having great investors is that they, they help you on this journey um, to, to improve and, and be a better organization um, and, 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 you know, get through some of the sticky, you know, sticky problems that all startups face and, and they give their great sounding board to lean on for advice when you, you, you face the challenges, particularly in today's environment. You know, I mean, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say we're a startup anymore, you know, we're two and a half years old, but, you know, we're, we're, we're because we're solving a, a, a crucial a crucial problem for society um you know we, we we're, we're thriving and and um and and you know there are businesses that are doing well in this environment and they're typically ones that are you know solving core core problems for people well alex i cannot believe we're at the last question already but um here we go so for all those tuning in can you leave us with a parting shot why should companies invest in their employees' well-being and mental health? It's well proven now that, you know, uh, investing in your people and their well-being means that people will give back to you tenfold. Yeah, whether that's uh, providing healthy food, you know, time for people to exercise, um, proper, you know, connection between the work, you know, social connection between the workforce or, 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 or supporting society um, and financial well-being is no different. You know, you can't just pay people more, but understanding how to improve the financial welfare of your people is, is, is massive. And the reason that that's so important is that there's a direct correlation to all of those things financial well-being, physical well-being, mental health, uh, sorry, mental well-being, uh, direct correlation to, to the mental health side of things. You know, financial stress is one of the biggest uh, causes of poor men mental health. Um, and when, when people's mental health is bad, that means they're not productive. That means that they're not concentrating. That means they're, they're not delivering for you as a business. And therefore, as an asset that you pay for, you know, it, 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 it's, it, it doesn't make sense that you wouldn't invest to improve that for, 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 for your people. And the reality is, is that we spend, you know, it, it's now, it's about making it okay actually for people to, to talk, to put their hand up when they're not okay. Because if they're not okay, that means they're not going to really be able to focus on, on what you want them to do. When we spend so much time of our lives at work, why wouldn't it be important for an employer to make that time as effective and as enjoyable as possible? Brilliantly said. Absolutely brilliantly put. Um, on that note, on that very, very well put bombshell, I'd like to say thank you, Alex, for joining us and for sharing uh, your story, uh, both personally and in business, uh, very openly. It's been an absolute pleasure um, to hear your uh, to hear you speak. Um, you've been listening to Nice City, a citywide monthly podcast. We're Ollie Smith and Amelia Garland, and we're on the hunt for people changing the world of asset management and financial services for the better. Join us again next time for more. But until then, thank you very, very much for listening indeed. And goodbye. And goodbye. <laughs> you almost got it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks, Ollie. Thanks, Amelia.